Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. We're in a series right now, if you're just joining us or you're, you're new to church today, called I Am Jesus. There's seven statements that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John where he says, I am, and then he gives us a picture or a metaphor, explains who he is. And last week we talked about Jesus saying, I'm the door. We talked about how we have access to Jesus as he's in the framework of a good shepherd. And then today he says that I am a good shepherd. That's the second I am statement in John chapter 10. There's, there's a number more that we're going to be looking at in the weeks ahead. But if you have your Bible, John 10 is where we're going to read from this morning, as well as Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. You can follow on the screens if you like. But we're looking at Jesus saying, I'm the good shepherd. And as we come around the word in this series, let me remind us that we're not just here to say, well, I've learned some new things about Jesus, although we may learn some things. But Jesus is expressing, I am God. He's saying I am using the same phrase. He's intentionally using this, the same phrase as was used in the Old Testament where God says I am that I am to Moses at the burning bush. So Jesus is essentially saying I am God and here's who I am. Here's what I am like. And so these metaphors, these pictures help us not just to understand in our minds, but I believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit that he's gonna reveal to us today who he is in our lives, it will change us as we receive him as good shepherd in our lives. I believe the Holy Spirit's gonna help us. We're gonna pray in just a moment, but let's read the scripture. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Verse 13, the hireling, flees because he is a hireling and he does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. And as the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. What kind of shepherd is this? This command I have received from my father. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. And my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. And I and, I and my father are one. Let's just pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you, God, as we gather in your word today, around your word, that you are speaking to us, God, Even in these moments, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to reveal yourself in our lives as the good father and the good shepherd that you are. God, that it would change us today. By your spirit, you would change our minds and change our hearts. 
We welcome you and recognize your presence in this place, Holy Spirit. We pray you'd breathe upon this time. Give us ears to hear and hearts to respond. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I am the good shepherd. It's, um, what is it, May, end of May now? So it's camping season in Alberta. How many people have been brave enough to go camping yet? Raise your hand. I feel sorry for you. It was cold, wasn't it? It was cold, wasn't it? But uh, I've seen a few pictures, you know, as I follow some different ones of you on social media. I've seen you out camping, freezing, cold, uh, roasting your hot dogs by the fire. And uh, I was just home warm, <laughs> enjoying being home. Listen, here's the thing. I love the outdoors. And one of the things I love about Alberta and Calgary is I love, I love the, the, the mountains. You can just drive you know, 40 minutes and you're, you're into beautiful mountains and trails and outdoors. And, and I'll join you. I'll, I'll go out for hikes. I'll spend, I love the mountains. I love the fresh air. For me though, when it comes to nighttime, I want my bed. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I've tried camping. I've given it a go. Uh, as Jim Gaffigan, the comedian says, there's a reason why the bugs want to come inside, uh, because, <laughs> because it's better in a house, you know, um, camping is, uh, Camping is what they did before they had houses, right? And uh, so, and I, I, I kind of get that train of thought, but I, I have tried camping. I, I, you know, Heather and I did a little bit when we were first married and when we had kids and we stopped after a while of having children. And then there was a time that we, the kids were getting a little bit older. Our youngest were toddlers and we were at a, a camp preaching on Vancouver Island. We thought, why don't we take a few days after and, and do some camping? We all, all we had was a tent. And so we decided to do that. And at, at the camp, when we were leaving, there was one man that was there and he said, so what are you doing? Are you going home? I said, no, we're going to take a few days camping up at this site up Island. And he said, oh, wow. He says, great. And he's looking at my little kids, toddlers running around these little fluffy pink and yellow things, just like blonde. And he says, you better watch out for those kids. There's cougars. And I said, I rebuke you in Jesus name. I get behind me. Say, I mean, I had never considered that there may be cougars or wild animals and that my kids might become bait, uh, you know, at the camp. And so, and, and this is just kind of how I am sometimes. And so I'm starting to think about it. And I'm the dad, right? And so I said, okay, kids, hey, we're going camping. Everybody's excited about going camping, except at this point now I'm concerned. Now I'm thinking, okay, I don't have any weapons. I have barbecue utensils. I mean, what am I going to do if a cougar or a wild animal comes? Like, I'm going to get my tongs and I'm going to get my, you know, spatula and go, you know, like what? Like what a sight, what kind of dad am I? What kind of protector can I be? So anyway, we went camping and at the end of the day, everything turned out okay. But one of the reasons why it did is because I was very strategic in how we put our tent. We put our tent by all kinds of large trees and we pulled our van right in front of the entrance of our tent. Everybody had a great time camping. Everybody slept at that camp out except for me. I stayed up almost all night. I had no other weapons. I was laying, every night I thought to myself, I would, as I would fall asleep, I hear something in the bushes. I, I, and I, was, I felt like the responsibility for my family. Dads, how many feel that responsibility? I mean, these are your kids. This is your family. I mean, as a dad, and I had the hardest time resting because I felt I didn't have bear spray. I, I didn't have anything to protect my family. All I had was a couple of well-placed trees, a minivan, and I, had, I, I literally slept with on my chest the, the uh, alarm button for my van that I could hit the panic horn, like honk, honk, and just in case there was some kind of wild animal that would come in and attack my family. Turns out that we had a, 
a really good time. Like I said, everybody had a good time except for me. I was really happy to pack up and go to a hotel that night. Man, did I sleep after that. I could lock a door. I, I had no fear of wild animals coming in. But I'll tell you, that, that's the, the heart of a father. That's the heart of a protector. And, and as we look at God saying, or Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd, saying this is who God is, I, I want to remind us that this, this is really the heart of God, that he is your protector. He, he's there to take care of you. And, and we get a mindset often of being very independent. I don't need anybody to take care of me. Have you ever thought that? You know, I'm okay. I'm Mr. Independent. I'm Mrs. Independent. And I understand that. And I believe there's a healthy independence. You don't want to be completely codependent on somebody. You don't want to be completely needy. You know, you can take some responsibility for yourself. But at the end of the day, when the lights go out, when you're sleeping in your room at night, when you're all by yourself, you know deep down inside that you need somebody there must be somebody to care for me. And Jesus is saying, I'm the good shepherd. And he's saying that I am the one who cares for you. The image that he's using in John 10 is of a shepherd and his sheep, like we talked about last week. And there are these characters that, that come up as Jesus talks about shepherd, being a shepherd and having sheep. And he said, I'm the door and, and I'm, I'm your entrance in and out of green pastures. What a beautiful picture. We talked about the freedom and the flourishing and the abundant life that is, that is in Jesus as we, we come into safety and we have freedom to come in and out of that relationship. And where does he lead us? He leads us to green pastures. But these characters, there's robbers, there's thieves, there's, there's a wolf, there's hirelings as we read about this morning. These are all pictures of, of threats that come against us, that sometimes pose as shepherds, sometimes pose as those who will comfort us, sometimes pose as, as people or, or things in our lives that will say, I will take care of you. That You don't have to lean on God. You don't have to lean on Jesus. There's, I'll, I'll be that shepherd, but Jesus warns, and he says, these are false shepherds. These are shepherds that will do you harm. And if Jesus is indeed the good shepherd, that means that there are bad shepherds. There are things that in our lives that we would look to that are actually harmful to us. These thieves, these robbers. And I think Jesus is referring in this section of scripture to the Old Testament, Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel prophesies and he speaks to the shepherds of Israel and God speaks to the shepherds through Ezekiel the prophet and says, I, I, I'm against you because you are shepherds and you don't care about your sheep. You're actually in it for your own selfish gain. You're actually, you're, you're, you're there, you're, you're out there doing the job of shepherd, but you're not doing the job. You, you, you let your sheep scatter. You let them stay wounded. You don't take care of them. And he's talking to them and saying through this prophetically, you're not being the shepherds that I need you to be. And so prophetically, he speaks of David coming and then ultimately Jesus, who is, as he says of himself, I am the good shepherd. And Jesus is the kind of shepherd in our lives that we can lean on, that we can count on. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, I want us to look at this verse and I want to contrast and show you three ways that Jesus, our good shepherd, brings protection and care into our lives. You might be asking, well, what, how does this apply to me? I want to I show you how he does that, how he brings that care and that protection. 
And so this passage of scripture, Isaiah 40, verse 11, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. This is again a picture of God, our shepherd. This is a picture of God's heart for for us, his, his sheep. It's the picture here, shepherd, and we are sheep. And right in this passage of scripture, it, it speaks of God's victory and his triumph. He's a warrior. He's a hero. But then it switches and it talks about how this hero, this warrior, is soft-hearted towards his own. It's such a wonderful, wonderful picture and reminder. And we see that even in our text this morning where Jesus said, I'm your shepherd. But listen, I, I willingly lay down my life and I can pick up my life. And, and me and the Father, we are one. Like, like I am God here, but yet I'm a tender, loving, fatherly shepherd in your life. And I care for you. And I want you to know that you can lean on me. Sometimes we just have a hard time letting someone take care of us. And we know that. We know that intellectually. Okay, you know, God takes care of it. Hey, praise the Lord, brother. God's doing some good stuff. Yeah, he just trusts in the Lord. Just, you know, God's, God's going to take care of it. And the other conversation is kind of like, I sure hope so. I sure hope that God is a good God. I sure, I, I sure hope he is. And Jesus is saying, you can trust me. You can take this to the bank. I am a good, I'm a good shepherd. I'm faithful. I'm caring. I'm, I'm loving. And what, what a picture of this shepherd that we have. And so here's, here's these ways. And I want to show you this, how God, uh, how he helps us and he protects us and he cares for us. First of all, we see in, in that passage that he, he leads us. He will gently lead. How many are thankful for the leadership of God in your life? You, can, you, can, you don't have to be the captain of your own life. You, you get to lean on the shepherd, the leader. And this is where we get it wrong sometimes. Sometimes we say, I'm going to make a man, my own man. I'm going to make my, my own way. I'm going to be my own woman. I'm going to set my own course and chart my own life. And we all have a tendency to think that way. And, and like I said, you, you do need to take initiative in your life. You do need to set goals and you need, you need to have vision. But at the end of the day, having a shepherd says, God, I understand and recognize that your care for me and your plans for me and the leadership that you have in your heart and your life for me is so much greater than anything I could, I could try drum up for myself. And to follow Jesus means that I'm not the leader of my own life, that Jesus is my shepherd. He leads me and he leads you gently. It's a beautiful picture of his gentle leadership in your life. It speaks of relationship. You know, if you're a parent in this place, you understand just how you work with your kids and walk with your kids. You're, you're not there dictating and mandating and, and you're, you're there gently in conversation, in relationship. How do you feel about this? What do you think about this? Can I, can, I, can I lead you in this? Can I nudge you into that? Can I allow you? Can I provide this opportunity for you? It's a heart of a good shepherd, a good, a good father. And sheep, friends, need leadership. You may have heard that sheep are dumb. I want to encourage you in this though. You're not that dumb, sheep, neither am I. You are dumb, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but you're not dumb. And here's some latest research in, in uh, sheep science. And I found it on the internet, so it must be true. Um, <laughs> sheep are intelligent. There's an article, a blog, 
Okay, it's a Facebook post. Um, but anyway, it's, <laughs> it was a blog. She says, this blog says, sheep are intelligent with impressive memory and recognition skills. It says that sheep actually uh, recognize faces. Uh, they recognize voices. And we know that actually from scripture where Jesus is my sheep, hear my, hear my voice, and they respond. It says that sheep build friendships. See, they are like us, aren't they? It says they stick up for one another in fights. They feel sad when their friends are sent to slaughter. Have you ever seen a sad sheep? Chances are his friends just turned into lamb chops. Too far? So sheep are smart, but we also know that sheep need help, don't we? We recognize and know that sheep desperately need help. They need leaders, otherwise they will wander. The Bible says that about sheep, that all we like sheep have what? We've gone astray. We, we wander, we roam without leadership in our lives. Um, here's an article that was, this is an actual article in an actual newspaper, all right? So this is a, re- a real story, uh, and it talks about how sheep need leadership. So hundreds of sheep, this is what the article says, hundreds of sheep followed their leader sheep, okay, there was, I guess, a lead sheep, off a cliff in eastern Turkey, plunging to their deaths this week while shepherds looked on in dismay. 400 sheep fell 15 meters to their death in a ravine in Van province near Iran, but broke the fall of another 1,100 animals who survived. Shepherds from a nearby village neglected the flock while eating their breakfasts, leaving the sheep to roam free. The loss to total farmers was estimated $74,000. So true story of sheep. One sheep was just wandering near a ravine and the other sheep were just like, I guess that's good. The one sheep decides to go off the cliff and the rest of the sheep just decide to follow and go off the cliff. Uh, It's said about sheep as well that if you lead them to water for a drink, like a river, that rather than like a horse or some other animal just drinking at the edge, they will actually walk right into the river and the sheep will just be, you know, you know, as he swim, you know, just, you, you'll lose your sheep. They'll just, they just walk right into the river. There's like water, you know, no water wings, nothing. They just, you know, and they're off they go and, and one after the other. And so this is why shepherds need to lead sheep to water. Um, he leads me beside still waters. Why are they still? Because he didn't want to lose no sheep. (laughs) It's like, bye-bye. And so the Lord is our shepherd and he leads our lives and he gently, he gently leads us. Let me ask you a question this morning. Who leads, who influences your life? Now we all have all kinds of influences, but is there an influence above and beyond the good shepherd? that you are allowing to lead you in a place that is not green pastures, that is beside dangerous ravines, that is beside dangerous places? Are you letting people influence you? Entertainment influence you? The world, the spirit of the world influence you? David said when he leads me beside still waters that he restores my soul. You see, being shepherded and being cared for is actually restoration for your soul. Man, we are in a soul-sick culture, aren't we? We're just, we're stressed. We're busy. We're 
How, and, and we just, we feel stress in our lives because of all the pressures and the perceived uh, pressures and, the, and the, the things that are in our head and the information that comes at us. And, and, and I mean, this is a, a revolution right now in companies and business and we're, how do we, and culture in general, how do we relieve stress from people's lives? Let him lead you. He leads you. He influences you in a place of pasture in a place of being present, in a place of saying, God, I don't have it all figured out, but I do know this, you're a good shepherd and you're leading my life. You're leading me into good things. Sometimes we're fearful. What if, what if I trust God and then I get into something and we know we've heard the sermon and we lived it out where you know, we go through trials and tribulations and testings. But even in the middle of that, even David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in other words, man, it's crazy up in here. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's dangerous. It's death. It's the valley. But I will fear no evil. Why? Because you were with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The correction, the, the, the weaponry, the, 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 the protection. I'm protected even in the middle. In other words, I can find green pastures in the most desolate places. Why? Because you're my good shepherd. I can find green pastures even when I'm walking through pain and other people are going to look to drugs and other people are going to look to all kinds of things to try to fill them or lead them or, or take them in one direction or another. But, but, but knowing him Jesus is our good shepherd says, God, I just, I trust you. Even now you're leading me. And even now, and some of you this morning are walking through some incredibly challenging times, but even now he is saying, I am your good shepherd. And even now the peace of God that passes all understanding, it's going to guard your heart in Christ Jesus. Even right now, the peace of God is flooding to your soul. Even right now, and God is saying, you're going to be okay. I'm going to take you through that valley. You're not going to stay in the valley. I'm taking you through the valley. And some people say, I feel like I'm in the valley. And God says, I'm your shepherd. In that valley, you're going to be okay. Because he leads us with his strength and with his gentleness. I love this in the Passion Translation, Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord completely. And do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him. This is what it's about. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. It's not just, I know in my head he's a good shepherd. It's I know in my spirit and my soul is convinced and I have a revelation through his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit that I can trust his leadership in my life. He's my shepherd. It's not just, okay, I got something new in church. I think I know one of the other metaphors is he's a shepherd. No, I know him personally to be my good shepherd. I know him personally. He's, he's got this. He's leading me. He's helping me. This is how he works. And then we see... He feeds us. He will feed his flock, the scripture says. David says that again as well. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? Because he's saying, God, you are my shepherd. I don't need anything else. 
Because when you're a sheep, you lean heavily on the shepherd that he knows where the food is. He knows how to protect you. He knows how to care for you. He knows how to provide for you. And I don't need anything else. I don't, I don't need to chase down other things that will feed my soul. We looked at a couple weeks ago, Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. That we, we look for things to nourish us. We, we look to fill our lives with, with things we, we, we feel spiritually hungry in our souls. So what are you feeding on today? Achievement, status, recognition, popularity, entertainment, hours of video games. Nothing wrong with video games. But are you feeding on, nothing wrong with, with entertainment necessarily. Nothing wrong with, with some of these things. Recognition or whatever. But are you feeding on these things to fill your soul or are you feeding on his word? Are you feeding on him? Are you just saying, God, you are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, you got everything I need, Jesus. You got everything I need. And it's true. We're human. We need other things. We need sleep. We need water. We need air. You know, we, we need certain things in our lives, but at the end of the day, are we relying on those things or are we saying, Lord, you're the one who feeds me. You're the one who nourishes my soul. You're the one who builds my life. He feeds us. Isaiah 55 says, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. Why do you spend money on stuff? Why do you spend energy on stuff that doesn't feed your soul? The invitation is, it's not gonna satisfy you. The invitation is, come to me and eat what is good. Eat what the shepherd provides. Eat and fill that spiritual hunger with, with his word, time in God's presence. Fill that spiritual hunger in your life by intimately knowing the shepherd. He's not, it's not just his hand. It's his heart that he invites us to that place of saying, God, it's not just what you can do for me. It's not just how, how, what you have, the food you have for me, but you are the food. And this is what Jesus was saying when he's saying, I am the bread of life. It, it is me that you're looking for. And so this shepherd feeds us as well. And then finally, today he cares for us. He will carry the lambs in his arms. What a beautiful picture. Holding them close to his heart. Wow, what a good shepherd. Friends, he knows we're weak. And, 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 you know, I don't want, it's not, it's not about insulting you and me saying, well, we're just, we're dumb sheep. It's not that we're dumb. It's just compared to God, we are. Compared to the God of the universe, we need some help. It's just admitting and recognizing that we don't have all the answers for ourselves. It's just recognizing that I need a shepherd. And Jesus is saying, I'm that shepherd for you. And I, I care for you. And I know you're weak. And I want to I wanna carry you. What a, what a picture. He carries, he carries these lambs in his arms. 
carries them close to his heart. Can you just picture yourself being carried by the Lord today? Just close to him. When you're carried, you don't have to do anything about it. You just, you just kind of, you just kind of relax. Some of you this morning, you just need to relax. Have you ever tried to carry a kid and they're just like squirming and they're like, get me down. You're just like, I'm trying to carry you, kid. I can't carry you if you're, and some of you kind of squirm, you just, just, just relax. Just, just settle in to the shepherd. Settle in. He's gonna. He's got you. You know, our kids. I remember going out. You know, sometimes late at night with little kids, and and they're asleep in the in the vehicle. And I know they're faking it, but they're like, and they're faking it so you'll carry them in. I, I remember being a kid myself and going on a, uh, some kind of a trip late at night and got home. And I, and I remember kind of like waking up, okay, I think that's my driveway. And I'm like, I'm just going to pretend I'm going to sleep and just see what, and then I'm pretending. And then, of course, my dad comes and he picks me up and he puts me on his shoulder. He carries me up the stairs. He puts me in bed. Feels good to be carried. It's okay, just pretend to be a sheep. Just pretend to be a sheep asleep. Just pretend to, just, just, just let yourself Want yourself with childlikeness to say, Lord, would you, just, would you just carry me right now? Even though he's like, well, you, you can probably do a little. Let me just carry you. Just, I'm your shepherd, so I care for you, and I'm holding you close to my heart. And friends, he knows we're weak. In Isaiah 53, says that yet it was our weakness that he carried It was our weakness that he carried when he went to that cross. And this good shepherd, he says of himself that I I give myself for you, my sheep. See, in the Old Testament, it was about sacrificing the animal for the forgiveness of your sin. It was about the sheep being sacrificed so, so the people could have redemption and their sins forgiven. And Jesus comes on the scene and he flips it right around. He says, no, I'm the shepherd. And I'm actually giving my life now for the sheep. I am the door. I'm the entrance. I am the shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. I'm not the thief. I'm not the hireling who, when it gets tough, I take off. I'm not the thief who's there to to kill and to rob and destroy and and to use you. For my own gain, this world is full of false shepherds. This world is full of, of, of false shepherds who want to use you, capitalize on you, take from you. Just, just use you for what they can get. But the good shepherd says, I, I'm not one of those. I, I am, I, there's nothing in it for me except for love. There's nothing in it for me except the decision that I made in my heart that you were valuable, that you were worth it, and I willingly laid down my life to die for you. I give myself to you. I, in Jesus, when he went to the cross, he said, I willingly go to the cross. It's an intentional, it's not that, oh, I got caught by religious leaders or, or you know, it was a mistake or, or Jesus was saying, you know, I wasn't the right timing. You know, he, he, he actually just basically went to that cross saying, okay, here I am. Just, it's time. I am willingly, and he says, and I, had the, I have the power. I, I lay it down. I have the power because I'm God. I, I could take it up again. 
You can kill me, but you can't keep me down because I am that kind of shepherd. I, I am God. You, 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 can, you can slay me on a cross, but I have the power because my father told me, my father, my, because it's that relationship, my father told me I could take it up again. And I will never leave you an orphan. I will never leave you by yourself. I will never leave you or lead you in a place of harm. And this is the kind of God that he is. Neither, neither, and he says, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Jesus says, I got you in my hand and, and the enemy, nobody can take you away from me. Once he has you, friend, do you know Jesus today? As your Lord and as your Savior, have you surrendered your life to him? And once you have, he has you in his hand. And nothing, nothing can take you out of his hand. You say, well, I made mistakes. Doesn't matter. You're in his hand. You say, I've failed. I've sinned. Doesn't matter. You're in his hand. Your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. You say, you know, I'm not a good person. I'm trying to do better. It doesn't matter. It's not the amount of good works that you can do that will make you right with God. It's because it's according to his mercy that he has saved you, his grace. And he has you in his hand and nothing can pry it out of his hand. I've got you in my hand, he says. I'm not letting you go. That's the kind of good shepherd that he is. I love this passage where Jesus is talking about, he's saying, don't worry about things to, to his sheep. He says, so, so don't, and then he says, but don't be afraid, little flock. For it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Not only does he have you in his hand, his hand is open for you to flourish. His hand is open for you to experience abundant life. His hand is open for you to come and go and find those green pastures. Psalm 95 says, for he is our God. We are his sheep and he is our shepherd. Oh, that you would hear him calling you today and come to him. And ask our musicians to come at this time. And I wonder here this morning if there may be some that you need to respond to this good shepherd, Jesus, who said, I am the good shepherd. I wonder if there would be some this morning that there's been other things that you've chased or other influences in your life that you've tried to, to find pasture. You've tried to find help. You've tried to find things in your own life. You've tried to do it all by yourself and, and really becoming a Christian is about trusting and just saying, I trust God that you're good. It really comes down to trusting him with your life. And I wonder today if there would be anyone, I'm gonna invite you to stand if you would and all over this place today as we're praying and just in this moment, there may be some here today and Jesus invites you to be in relationship with him. It's not just about knowing, okay, he's a good shepherd. It's about experiencing in your life his leadership, his protection, his provision, just being a sheep, just being in his hands. And it starts with that relationship with Jesus where you say, Jesus, come into my life, forgive me of my sin, cleanse me, make me new. And you can know today that he's He's. He has you in his hand and nothing can take it away. Nothing can take you out of his hand. But you need to be born again. You need to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, to 
to become his sheep. My sheep hear my voice. If you're hearing, if you're hearing his voice today, respond to him. You may not hear an audible voice. You likely won't, but there's something inside that's calling you. If you have a yes in your heart today, say, yeah, I, I, wanna, I wanna be part of your flock, God. I, I, I need you to lead my life. Just in this moment as we're praying, if there's anyone here today, say, would you just remember me? I, I, wanna, I wanna become a Christian today. I wanna, I wanna know that I'm going to heaven. I wanna know that my sins are forgiven. I wanna start a relationship with this good shepherd today, Jesus. Maybe you're here today, you've been looking for other kinds of ways and and there's so much more to learn about God and you, you, you won't figure it all out in a 30 minute message, but it does require faith and childlikeness just to say, I want the shepherd just to carry me in my life. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church.